All right. Welcome back to the Leadership Blocker. This is the first recording I'm actually doing uh, during this pandemic. I've been using older material, so I'm glad to kind of get back in the rhythm of this because this is what I love, 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 love to do. And I love TikTok, which is why I have this guest on today. And uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit uh, about what you got going on over there. Yeah, so my name is Mayan Gordon. I am on TikTok. I've got 1.7 million followers on my glass blowing account, World of Glass. I also have about 600,000. I might be crossing that 600,000 mark today on my Joy of Food account. So that's a desserts uh, food related account. And in addition to that, I've been in the digital marketing space for the past 10 years. Um, started out as a copywriter, have you know continued to improve my copywriting skills and my writing skills throughout that entire 10-year period, while at the same time building up my own businesses. Um, started out as a smoking accessory business, then I switched into a graphic design sticker printing t-shirt business, um, and then I've been into glassblowing as a business for the past five years. Um, with the success on TikTok have come just an insane amount of opportunities. Um, I've also <laughs> hopped onto LinkedIn and yes. really leveraged, really leveraged my success on TikTok to yes. get even more opportunities. Um, and my life is just pretty awesome right now, I have to say. Yes, I just looked up uh, for, uh, Joy of Food, 599.5. Like, 599.5. So, so close. <laughs> I know, it's like right there. And meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, a thousand. Yeah. No, oh, hey, we yeah, all but, start somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, there's. I've had a couple of posts that I've hit, gone over 200 and K. And oh, that's like, nice. Yeah. Views, and I was just like, it's just cool. I mean, it feels good. But let me talk to you about my perspective on TikTok, and let me and and let me know if it's if it's valid or how most people actually see it. I see TikTok as fun. Number one, I see it as a place that really leverages your creativity. It, it wants your creativity. It's not yes. like LinkedIn. It's not picture perfect like Instagram. It's not about look at how awesome my life is. And then I also think it's really user friendly. Believe it or not, some people are like, oh, I can't learn another platform. And I'm like, you know, uh, sometimes with some of these updates on some of these other platforms, I don't want to relearn anything. So if I could just stick to this kind of simple thing, and I know 15 seconds is good enough on this platform, uh, I'm good. What, well, how do you like my assessment? What do you think about that? Yeah, so I think that it's really awesome that the first thing you pointed out, I think is the first thing most people need to keep in mind from a business side, um, is that people go on TikTok because they want to have fun or feel happy. That is, it's an entertainment vehicle, yeah. but it's not entertainment in the way that we're traditionally used to like long format video which has like a lot of long format video that's very popular scary or touches on many many other emotional elements other than happy elements yep. um, and I think all of TikTok's videos all of them touch on happy elements almost exclusively. Sure. Um, there's, I've never seen a sad video on TikTok where they like showed puppies, you know, in a shelter <laughs> and were like, donate, you know, yeah. like you, stuff you see on Facebook, on every other platform, yeah. um, on TV, on the radio. Um, and TikTok is like this little, it's your happy place you can go to in a digital space of, you know, in this world where people are, I think really most people are in a state of, not being happy, but also being immune to realize to realizing and being aware of their own unhappiness. Because if they were, they'd either be forced to deal with it and change, or they'd feel really, really miserable all the time. And there are, I think, a significant number of people who 
who are in that space who do live a kind of blah life and they're aware of it and because they know that it should feel amazing blah feels miserable and they know they have a a technically good life like they have a house they have food they don't have to worry about their bills but they feel miserable Um, and that's because they just are not really living to their potential um, that they know that they have and they're not dealing with the fact that they're aware of their own mediocrity um Oh, go let ahead. me no. Let me hit. I, I, it's so. I don't so, know how we got to that from TikTok. No, already. it's fine. It's completely <laughs> fine. There's a gentleman, this Mexican guy in San Diego. I love his stuff. He's got a funny accent, and he does just blue collar stuff. He's like, "Hey guys," and and you know, to a lot of people, they may be like, "Oh man, like that guy's life must suck," but like he is crushing it and he's having so much fun and I think people are kind of emerging so when you're talking about mediocrity there's a part of it that's probably extremely perceived and what this platform has showed me is that anyone can succeed and that it's not teenagers dancing all the time there's people who are showing glass blowing and have 1.7 million followers on the platform because it's interesting because it's different and because they're unafraid so i think it kind of lifted the veil on having to show up a certain way do you agree or or yeah i would say there's actually so there's two sides to that coin um and one is i think that you're correct that there's a a very large number of people who are seeing things um that they've never seen before whether that's actual content or literally just the way a video was created i think that that's a unique thing about tiktok Um, a lot of the videos that i like or that i see and i go oh that was really clever or creative it was in the way that they just filmed the video and did editing using tools that i know exist and i i was like oh i've never thought to use that tool that way (laughs) um and i think that that's a really powerful thing to do for your brain to get it to realize that tools, that any single tool can be used in many, many, almost infinite number of ways, depending Mm -hmm. on your ability to really connect dots and, um, you know, create structure or, um, you know, create storyline around those different elements. hundred percent. So let me ask you this. I've watched you on LinkedIn. You destroyed LinkedIn in a matter of weeks. I've been working on LinkedIn for two years. It's, it's, it's literally, it's all my business. You leveraged it. And I remember when I started seeing you pop up and obviously I, I reached out to you because I was like, whoa, this is incredibly interesting. You are leveraging your TikTok success for LinkedIn and that has given you LinkedIn success. I have a question about people who want to leverage their maybe a Twitter success, LinkedIn success or whatever, and try and use TikTok for that. Does, is that possible to work as well? Because you're, you're trying to talk to them about another platform when they're already here. Yeah, you can leverage any success across any platform. And platforms that can be in person, like you can leverage your success online at in-person events by talking about it. Yeah. Works great. Yeah. Um, also, you know, leveraging it um, to different companies specifically through like the phone or direct contact. So the leveraging doesn't have to be done across social media. It can be done through an email. It can be done any number of ways that we communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that it has to be done for you to be successful at it is you still have to understand the platform. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand how to communicate on Twitter, the way that people like to be communicated with on Twitter, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what you're saying. 
Mm -hmm. um, so it's really about, you know, the reason I do well on LinkedIn is with my TikTok content versus let's say other people on TikTok who, who are doing very well on TikTok, but not on LinkedIn. Um, I think that's because I know how to speak to business people. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been speaking to business, like that's been my target audience for 10 years. Um, and it's not the audience that I've had for my businesses. Like when I was selling a smoking accessory, like my customers were stoners. Mm -hmm. um, but even when I had that audience, I was still practicing speaking to them in the way that I speak to my audience on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. because I think that the way that business people and that entrepreneurs can affect the world is to really help everyone. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to think like an entrepreneur and have that mindset like positively affect you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of people who just wanna be great employees, but also be really freaking happy, that aren't the principles of entrepreneurship can teach you how to be happy. Um, and so that's what I really love I about, love <laughs> about, you know, TikTok is, is one of those elements that I think really it's this tool that gives, like you said, a mass more number of people the ability to be entrepreneurial, to yes. test things out, to experiment, to get feedback, to adapt. Like even if you're not money and I think, you know, selling something doesn't have to be involved in the entrepreneurial sure. journey. Sure. Especially now. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, right now, I, I think a lot of people are trying to just give if they can and just really embrace whatever altruism they have inside and just be like, here's what I could do. And I'm, I'm being completely honest right now. We just had a client who I could, I felt like we were just having an update and I felt like they wanted to de-scope and I'm like, mm -hmm. how's payroll going? And they're right, like, right. they're like, I had to put them on like this plan. And I mean, this individual is super worried. Right. And I'm like, I know because we've picked up a little bit of business and we just talked about how business is going right now during this, right. that it won't hurt if I say, Hey, for the next 60 days, business as usual, no invoices, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? So, so anyway, so let me get back. You, it's funny how you say, uh, you have to speak in that platform's language, so to speak, which means on LinkedIn, your copy is fucking solid. I'm like, Whoa, this Thank is you. such good copy, but you don't need copy on TikTok. You need hashtags and you need eye-catching things for right. people who are like look i don't want to learn that it's going to be so right. hard it's another thing i have to learn what do you say to those people about the importance of that platform right now those people need to first before they give a fuck about any platform <laughs> need to change their mindset because it's truly broken and in a fixed mindset state and not a growth mindset state um and there was one book. I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. Um, it's in a series um, of four books. It's like mm -hmm. grit, mindset, something, something. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this doctor was talking about all this scientific research about how your brain works. And these were all things I knew, but to have like someone who had all the evidence, the scientific <laughs> evidence, kind of repeat it to me in a podcast form really helped me to shift whatever little bits of fixed mindset I had to growth mindset. And that's the fact that you actually love learning, you crazy person. Like learning's the most fun thing you could do. The fact that you're telling yourself, I don't want to learn something new, is you putting yourself into this cycle of not only not being successful at things, because learning's how you become successful at anything, yeah. but also like a state of unhappiness because learning is one of the great, truly the greatest joys that we have as human beings. And for you to 
have the chance to learn something and say, no, I don't want to, is literally you're putting yourself immediately into an, a less happy state than you once were. I want um, to challenge that. I, I love that. I'm so okay, glad you yes, said that. Okay, yes, challenge No, me. this is great because I always, part of my model is to be like, you don't have time to learn all this stuff. Like you don't want to learn filming. You don't want to learn video editing. You don't want to learn when and how, what time to post and what day. That's you different know. than what. So having time and wanting to are different things. Got it. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying you should fix your mind. When you realize yourself having an internal process or voice around, I don't want to do that, change it to, that sounds like something really cool. Now let me decide if I have time for it. Yes. Because it's a power, pow powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you have 50, you don't need a lot of time to learn TikTok. Like yeah. it's just about committing 15 minutes every day to actually being interested in learning because the amount you'll learn when you're actually interested in 15 minutes is more than you'll learn in 10 hours of yeah. not being interested. Yeah. So first figure out how to incentivize yourself on a real, true, deep, deep level to where your brain starts working for you instead of working against you. Your brain will always be doing one of those two things because it's like we can't even conceive how powerful our brains are. It's like how we can't conceive how many stars are in the sky. Yeah. Like I can look and go, damn, there's a lot of fucking stars. But like, I don't, I can't, my, I can't even conceive of how many stars are. You can't even conceive of how, how smart and powerful your brain is. And when you give it data, it does impressive things with it. And That's you will surprise yourself at how smart you're getting. Um, you'll go, damn, where did that idea come from? Yes. It came from you observing and learning and spending focused, actually like true incentivized time learning. I love this. Okay, cool. So I'm now in the mindset where I'm all right, I'm going to dedicate 15 minutes a day. I am a, uh, I own a sandwich shop. Okay. So here I am. And I just saw this person who has a glass blowing business, just destroy it. Now my confidence is crushed. How do I even, <laughs> how do I even, think to start about my boring ass sandwich shop and, and doing something fun with this on TikTok? Yeah. So first you have to break down all of your visual elements because TikTok is a video platform yes. and a major component is going to, so there's two components, there's video and then there's audio. Um, well, three, there is actually caption. When you said caption writing or copywriting is not important on TikTok, I would argue that it can, it can be. So sure. when you're bad at something, it's not important. But when you're really, really good at it, actually, I've seen, and it's just a very different style of copywriting because yeah. it's so short within yes. the caption. I guess that's what I meant. Like it's, it's cause you want room for the hashtag. So it's like, it better be a banger sentence with a banger headline or banner on the thing. But yes, you're yeah. exactly or right. if, if you're the type of person that you think of uh, if you're a smart ass, like TikTok's your platform, because if you can take a video and think of a one-liner smart ass comment yes. to make that video funny, you can take almost any type of content and it will do pretty well because again, it fits right into that like enjoyable, happy entertainment style of video that people mm -hmm. are like looking for on the platform. Okay. So let's get back to the sandwich shop then. So you said visual yes. audio, visual audio, and then, and then the copy, so to speak. So, yeah. okay. So here I am and cool. Yeah. I make grilled cheeses, club sandwiches, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Where do I start? Okay. So first of all, 
it's important to understand TikTok is very, very different than all these other social media apps where you aren't coming up with a strategy for the app. You're literally coming up with a strategy for people and using the app as a tool to deliver the message. So instead of me understanding how do I create a good video that like is going to get past the algorithm, literally think in 10 seconds, what would be a super entertaining thing to watch about sandwiches, about grilled cheese, to where if I watched it, I'd be like, yeah, that was a nice video. Um, you know, start, start with there and then kind of amp try and go for like, you know, more emotion. But start out with like, what's something I could watch that would be satisfying to me? I think that's a really great place for any type of business that really does have visuals to start with is if I, that's like base emotion is, if I watched it and it was just really satisfying, like that would be good. And then mm -hmm. I could build off that. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a sandwich, if they had grilled cheese, I mean, cheese, like cheese exactly. getting melty <laughs> pulled apart yeah. is so visual. And this is something I've learned through my food channel mm -hmm. um, is men really love cheese. So like <laughs> women really love sweets and desserts and chocolate. And men are like, chocolate's cool, but give me the cheese. Yes. Um, and so, so understanding like who your target demographic is, who the people you're trying to reach and what they like to watch in terms of content. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a sandwich shop that serves, serves college kids, I would think about what are types of videos that college kids like. And the first thing that comes up to my head um, would be like humor in the sense of those college prank videos. Those totally. are like wildly viral and popular. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure just within that category, you could come up with so many ideas around like pranks you could play on the college kids through your sandwich shop. And like that would go, I would watch that. I'm like, I love the idea already. Yeah. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's really about, you know, figure out what your visuals are, start with what's satisfying, then think about your customer. Because I think a lot of people, they don't know their customer that great. Um, yes. And it's it's going to require a lot more research and a lot more time for them to figure out that part than to just break down what does my business look like, what are the visuals, and like how can I make that visually satisfying. That's I think a shorter, quicker process that people can jump on right away. Um, but really, how TikTok works to go viral, to go to build a huge brand through it, um, is understanding what your customers are looking to consume. Yeah. So I, I want to take another layer to that, which is that's, that's kind of, I'm imagining in my head, a mom and pop shop sandwich shop type thing. What if you are a, a doctor, a realtor, uh, maybe you have a SaaS business, uh, whatever it may be, how important is educating, uh, the audience, so to speak on TikTok versus other audience? And can you succeed doing that on that platform as well? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, TikTok has a huge education category. So of videos that are like literally like, here's how you do a math problem or here's how you can fix an engine. I mean, probably not fix sure. a whole engine in 15 seconds, but you get me. <laughs> like there's all sorts of categories around here's how to do something and here's, you know, a piece of information that you guys now have. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how to incorporate that into a business that's not an e-learning or like a learning-based business though, I think um, it has to be information that your end consumer wants to share. Mm. I think that that's the powerful point. So it's great to teach people things, but as a business with marketing, 
you're trying to get people to talk about you and to spread your message so that you don't have to spend all your time and money spreading your message yourself. Um, and a really great way to do that is to share a piece of information that very directly, when the person watches it, they feel improved. Yes. So they go, wow, I now know something to where I, I'm going to implement that. I don't have to remember this video. Like I've immediately updated my knowledge in my head yes. to where I'm improved. Um, and I think that when we consume that type of information that we are feel so good about it, but also realize it's such a powerful tool to build relationships with that we will then go tell everyone that we like that piece of information so that they can be improved as well. And so at the same time, one, because we care about them and we want them to be improved. Two, so that they like us more. Like it's how we build our relationships. I always equate that to someone getting a good haircut or you getting your hair done and someone's like, where'd you get that done? It's like you feel yeah. obligated to tell that person, oh, here. Like you don't even think about it. Yeah. So this brings me to a point on maybe a couple of the technical pieces. Um, I always say when I talk about YouTube, that the holy grail of YouTube is watch time, okay? Like it's it's not your subs, it's not this, it's, it's right. how long you're keeping people on the platform. Um, now, when it comes to TikTok, a lot of people, you know, really get obsessive over over like the views and the likes. But it is how many times that segment or that TikTok gets watched. Am I am I right on that? Uh, that you know. So I would I would argue to say that to take it one level above kind of these numbers that we're talking about right now, yep. what really matters is what I said before is are people actually talking about you out loud? Yep. If they're not talking about you out loud, the power of your marketing, it doesn't matter the reach of your marketing, the power and the depth of your marketing is much, much, much diminished because mm -hmm. people are less and less buying from advertisements online and yep. more and more we're talking and making decisions based off conversations. Um, and <laughs> I think in terms of, Again, there's categorical differences. Like that's not true for novelty items. Like sure. I'm not going to buy a novelty item based off of like a recommendation from someone. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. just buy it because like I'm in the mood and it's online and it's a good advertisement. Um, but on the whole, when as consumers are getting more and more educated, we aren't doing like we used to do that much, much more. We're doing it much, much less. We're doing it purposefully now. So I'm not getting tricked into buying anything anymore. Um, the way that maybe 10 years ago, I was getting tricked into buying half my, honestly, I can remember I bought these shoes for basketball that were supposed to help me increase my jump. Like, you know, <laughs> all that type of the stuff. The ones that were fat on the front side? Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to so, slam dunk after this week. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. But like that was most of, most of it back then. And now consumers are just so educated yes. and there will always be uneducated consumers. But I think most businesses care about their consumers, actually want them to be educated, um, mm -hmm. want to educate their customers. And in that type of environment, if that's where your business exists and lives, then it, it really matters um, kind of all of the intentionality of, of what you're doing. And so, you know, with TikTok, with these different platforms, understanding who is it that I'm speaking to and what are the effects of every, every part of my actions and my communications. Yep. I think that that's something new um, to a lot of businesses because the the intentions are relatively new. Honestly, yep. I think society's shifted in a beautiful way mm -hmm. where people care on a much larger scale than they've ever cared before about each other. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And, and just to give an example of, for me, how that's personally true, there's a couple of gentlemen I follow who were like, are on this goal to just lose massive amount of weight. And they're like documenting some of them, like just like going hard, you know, during the day. And I'm like, it's unbelievable the following. It's like people in the comments, it's so positive. It's not it's awesome. shaming. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Um, so let's talk about uh, so, so social but selling. Yeah, so Oh, I, one quick, just yeah. all of that, I rambled a little bit off. So all of that okay. was to say that I think that the power of generating one offline conversation that really can spread and is meaningful to people is more powerful than a million views of people who aren't going to talk about it or remember your video. I, I, this, this is perfect segue then because <laughs> social selling, okay, in my belief, and, and I, I think we're aligned on this and, and I'm, I'm sure we are, but it's, it's, I always say it's not who you know, it's who knows you. You want people to know you, the visibility, the c c conversations outside of the platform, on the platform, getting shared, all that. When it comes to selling, like you said, we're not tricking anyone, but there is a craft to this on each different platform. Right. How overt or covert does it need to be when you have an offer? Uh, this is very much the jab, 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 right hook type of thing. But on this platform, yeah. how do you approach going after it? Because it's so new, so big, growing so fast. Yeah, so specifically on TikTok, I would say that it's always gonna depend on very specifically the account. So is your account, you know, a a brand like Gushers, where it's very, very clear what it is. You, like you sell one product, yeah, like yeah. it's delicious, kids want it. Um, so that's very different than if you're, let's say, an influencer who's doing a lot of dancing or um, a like an artist who creates things. Mm -hmm. um, or let's say a, a brand who sells lots, lots of items versus yep. just one item. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, Gushers can sell a lot harder and a lot more than a brand that has a lot of different um, products yes. because it like everything they are is gushers like it's when you are when you and your personal brand and your business brand and everything align together it's easier to sell because everything you're doing is selling yes. so when gushers shows a, a TikTok video of two kids kids sharing a pack of gushers on a dock it's super salesy, but at the same time, not salesy at all. Like it's one in the, <laughs> yes. you, you completely blend the layers when you have the singularity. Um, yeah. The more complexity you have, I think the more complex or um, kind of covert that, or at least thought out and strategized is yeah. how I like to think about it. Yep. Your selling has to be. Um, but again, I think there's always creative strategies around it, like finding micro audiences. Yes. I think if you can, within your larger audience, really figure out specific micro audiences that you can very directly sell to them because they want to buy things. Okay. Um, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, though, on TikTok, it's so early. So right now, mostly it's brand awareness. There's very yes. little hard selling occurring Agreed. yet. Yep. Um, some brands are doing it successfully through the link and bio feature, which is, you know, new within the last couple last month or two. Um, but as, as more and more features get added, I mean, it's gonna, I think those lines are really going to get blurred mm -hmm. when people can shop by clicking on items and videos, then you won't have to sell anything ever. You just have to make a popular video with those items in it and people <laughs> will naturally click on them. Yes. So let me tell you something that's been on my mind 
hard. And it is, since I've discovered TikTok, I've fallen so out of love with Instagram. I like, (laughs) and I've seen, it's so funny. I've seen some TikToks about it where people represent a platform and they're like, have you seen Rich? You know, and it's like Snapchat's like, nope. Uh, Instagram have you seen which like no on TikTok and then the TikTok person is like he's with us now you know so it's (laughs) just it's just so is is a really really good one but um when I look at some of the platforms some of the obviously the big ones the 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 originals I guess we could say Facebook and the OGs OGs, right (laughs) Facebook and Instagram I think it's harder to garner an audience it's going to take an insane amount of work insane amount of posts insane amount of strategy there's all kinds of guys the algorithm and I hate saying this but the algorithm always changes and as you know Gary Vee says there is no algorithm because it always changes right um but more and more, I, I feel like people are kind of uprooting a little bit and moving over. Uh, do you think that that's true? And then second, what does that say about where TikTok is heading? So I believe that they're going to incorporate um, pay, like digital payment system the way that Apple Pay or WeChat works. If people are familiar with WeChat, it's a social app over in China, and they use it for everything. They don't carry cards. They don't carry cash. Most places do not accept like cards or cash. You pay with your phone through an app with WeChat the same way Apple Pay. You just like tap your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they incorporate that and it, it is something that gets widely used, I mean, that will give it a huge leg up in terms of just time people are on the app. And mm-hmm. I think that that's where apps are starting to compete is – how much time are people actually on our app? Because the more time you're on an app, the more likely you're going to spend more time on an app as you're using it and enjoying it and getting benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Like you're being incentivized to use it more and more. And keeping um, other people on the app. I mean, like that's what exactly, they want. <laughs> it's, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And you're providing content. Like it's, it's a very snowballing effect. Um, similarly, if they become a music streaming service, um, they right now are a very large music discovery platform. So there's a lot of, um, I would say a huge, huge amount, or at least percentage of the population who is 16 and younger, they find music not on YouTube anymore. They go to TikTok to, so to look true. for new songs um, because it's faster. They can yes. find more music. They can find the music faster than YouTube. It's like long videos. It's bigger. It's like you can't do it as quickly as like, you know, flicking your phone. Um, and so these are all things that are super major. Like the music industry is one of the biggest industries in the world. So is, um, you know, like, I mean, payments, payment processing, that's like even bigger. That's like giant. So I think as they incorporate some features that will make them massively, massively global, um, that they'll have a huge leg up on other platforms. I don't think those other platforms are going to go away. Yeah. Like for me, I also fell out of love, and I was really in love with Instagram. Like I know. We had a great relationship. <laughs> um, and I completely fell out of, now I still use Instagram. I still, like, we're, we're friends. We got a divorce. But, <laughs> yeah. like, we're still friends and amicable. Um, like, I still make money off of Instagram. I still have a lot of customers. You know, I have 80,000 customers on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any love and like the love is gone. I got it. Um, the romanticism that I used to have about the platform and about what it could do for me um, and yeah. about how it could connect me to my customers is gone because I met someone so much better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad you took the analogy all the way. And this is great. So last question. Um, well, 
last question and then a, a comment I'd like you to leave at the end. Is it too late to get on TikTok, number one? And then please tell us where we can subscribe to your newsletter, uh, help get like inquire about your services yes. and, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So it's not too late. Um, the great thing about this platform is because it's AI based, it's so adaptive. It's changing all the time. Like every day it's, it's changing. And again, the real benefit to hopping on the platform for any business is not to grow a following, which seems crazy. Like why would you be on a social platform if not to grow a following? It's to better understand how to grow a following. TikTok teaches you how to fish. Okay. You motherfuckers don't need more fish. You need to learn how to fish better. Yeah. So, <laughs> TikTok will teach you how to fish better. It will teach you how to market better on any platform you ever want to market on, including the ones you're already marketing on right now, including the ones you're going to market on in the future. So it's, it's a device and a tool that all of us can benefit from. And yep. then what was the second question you asked? Your me? newsletter, your website, oh, yes. all these things, all these things, Mayan, I mean, that, that you could help people with. Where do they find you? All of it. Absolutely. So two places. One is my website, which is tiktokinfluencing.com. Nice. Um, it's mainly geared towards information on TikTok, but again, it's really everything is applicable across all platforms, across just marketing in general. Um, like today I just published, a, it's called a three-step, Mayan's three-step marketing guide mm -hmm. um, or marketing strategy. And it's not specific to TikTok. It, this applies across any platform. This is marketing, digital marketing in general. And it has just like great step-by-step -step strategies. It's completely free. Go check it out. The, the website is a membership-based website. So mm -hmm. there are some pieces of content that um, you can subscribe to for $2.99 per month. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of free content I post almost every single day, new information on there, sometimes industry news and updates. The second place to really get in touch with me is LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Just search my name. It's M-A-A-Y-A-N, last name G-O-R-D-O-N. And I'm, you know, really, I can accept everyone's connection request. And then I just block people who spam me. So no <laughs> that's I my know. method. I know. That's another story on LinkedIn at least, but <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. It's extra work, but yeah, yes, totally. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And, and look guys, uh, you know, I wanted to work with my aunt and, and right now I'd be like up shit's Creek without a paddle because I wouldn't be able to afford it. She has grown so fucking fast. It's like unbelievable. Trust what she has to say. I've watched it in a span of like a couple months on a, her secondary platform, so to speak, just absolutely dominate. Uh, she has a decade of massive experience that you heard all of it in the last 40 minutes. So give it a shot. If you've been on the fence, now is the time and you got the guide right here. So thanks for joining everyone and see you soon. Thank you guys.